3: Up and down the country today, children have dressed up as their favourite book character for World Book Day. Matilda, the BFG, Harry Potter, Wally of Where's Wally's fame. But this time next year, it could be a different story for the children of Mansfield, who could all dress as the hero from the greatest book ever written. Dave from Davey Flickcross' gripping bestseller Galvanised Like every good page-turner, another week for the Stags back in the world of reality has had everything. As Flickcross men threw away a two-goal lead at home to Cheltenham, but still ended up 4-2 winners thanks to the emotional return of the Mac. We'll hear from the passionate midfielder Alex McDonald, who reflects on his
4: match-winning strike. Players have always told me in the past about when you're injured, how lonely it can be, and how much you don't feel part of it. And I've experienced that, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I hope to God that you know I. don't have to experience that again, and keep myself fit, and you know, playing big games like that, and, and contribute
2: towards the team. C.J. Hamilton shares his next ambition. Now he's reached double figures for the season. It's obviously, the first time I've hit that many goals in a season, and, and it's probably my career in professional level hitting that many goals, and it's a, it's a big achievement for me. Hopefully, I can go and get fifteen. That's my next target.
3: And boss David
1: Flitcroft paid credit to the application of his players. When we've flipped from a three-five-two to a four-three-three or a four-two-three-one it's the players that then take the message on board you know you, you do it on the training ground but that wrestle sometimes becomes um, one where a side of the pitch just opens up you know and that's what we've found when we have changed the system in game you know we did it really successfully the boys committed to it and did it really successfully
3: all of that and much more in this week's show including your comments and questions in the live feed this is the show for the fans by the fans this is the Mansfield Masters podcast proud to be on World Book Day the audio the aforementioned forthcoming bestseller the final few chapters of which are about to be written.
1: Things you know, you're adding up all the time. You're doing your equations, you're doing your numbers, and, and making sure that you get the right balance. I keep saying, you know, not many teams ever go and dominate ninety-five minutes of football. It just doesn't happen.
3: And of course, it's not about how you start or how you go across the ninety-five minutes or ninety-six or hundred and six, no matter how many's added on. It's all about how you finish and Mansfield Town finished last weekend with three more points in their promotion charge as the season ticks on towards the final chapter alongside me tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast as always we've got Cam Felton and we've got Nathan Edge as well and of course Simon Mercer watching at home with you guys as well as ever this is the show for the fans by the fans why well because Mansfield Matters so as always get involved with the show tonight and have your say on your team as the season ticks towards that elusive final chapter will there be a happy ending, a happy ever after, or will there be one final twist in the tale? Well, if Saturday was a story on its own, then Nathan, it, w- it had literally every hawbark of the greatest book ever written. Highs, lows, tears, laughter, cameras being shouted into, and Will Atkinson's
5: 50 pence head finally <laughs> coming good. I think that says it all, the fellow 50 pence head put a Put the ball in the back of the net. It was probably the, the headline, really. Uh, but no, I, I think Cam said it after the match. Um, we, and We all say it. There's an easy way, the hard way, and the Mansfield Town way. And, uh, you know, if you can sum that up in one uh, one football match, that was probably uh, it on Saturday.
3: What uh, a game to, to watch for the neutral, though. 2-0 up. Maybe a little bit undeservedly, but we've got that little bit of luck. Then two well-worked set pieces, get them back in the game. And then all of a sudden... Will Atkinson pops up from nowhere and then Alex McDonald in the dying seconds announces his return with a, a
6: beautiful beautiful goal what a game oh definitely and I think from the reaction of some of the players over the week it, I think they were felt a little bit hard done to for Cheltenham's goals because uh, you can see that it probably wasn't a free kick and it definitely wasn't a corner so things goes against you but the players reacted and reacted well and how how many times in a game do you see you go two up throw it away and then go and score another two it's especially a, with Mansfield anyway
3: who knows what Mansfield are capable of but one thing we worried about last week Nace was the absence of Tyler Walker obviously sat out of his Ooh. first of two game ban, uh, two
5: game ban um, due to suspension and as Cam said who? We didn't really miss him, did we? Well, yeah, that was probably the, the biggest fear and uh, I, I you know, personally thought if we were going to win, it would be by a 1-0 sort of job because of the the worry that nobody's there to put the ball in the back of the net. But, good thing is, we put CJ back up, further up the pitch and uh, you look what happens when you put him in, a bit in his preferred position. You get results. And then, uh, what was even more satisfying was two players who you really wouldn't have ever expected to come on and score because well like I say, they were on the bench to start off with uh, but two midfielders who obviously Mac had been out for a long time so fantastic to to see him on the score sheet I think that probably was the most celebrated goal of the game not just because it finished it off but because it was him and obviously uh, Will Atkinson getting a goal so um, that's what we need you know when, when your striker is out you need goals from all around the pitch and um, even when when, even when Walker's back we need to carry on that, that momentum and then goals coming from elsewhere as always get your say
3: in on your team in the live feed in the comments uh, Roger's been in touch and says evening lads I don't know why I thought it but I said last Saturday that Stags would score four fellow supporters said I was mad but it came true I'm just wondering whether he knows the lottery numbers yeah, yeah. A yeah definitely
6: certainly you do,
3: send, nice them, send them through <laughs> um, I think though one one key aspect we spoke about last week, Cam, was uh, who would step up in uh, Tyler Walker's place. And we said it was a massive opportunity uh, for one player in particular, our sponsored player, away from home in Nicky Joe. Saying to be fair, he probably had one of his best games in a Mansfield shirt in his uh, brief
6: spell with the club so far. I'm just questioning. I'm still questioning. Why didn't he just shoot for the first goal? It's great that he he, he unselfish and played it to CJ, but. How many uh, strikers would you expect to pass it when they're one-on-one with the keeper? It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a fair point. But team player, and it, it lifts the spirits of, of the team as well, and I think it's I think you were unfortunate to come off when he did. I think he probably could have got himself a goal if he'd have stayed on a bit longer, but I suppose if we're already one, two goals ahead, what's the point in risking him if we've got such big
3: games coming up? What did you make of his performance on Saturday, Nicky Jose? He
5: was actually getting a bit of criticism from uh, where where I was sat, but I think it was because people wanted him to be getting on the end of chances and being there, you know, getting the shots off. But he was playing more of a uh, sort of linking up the play role, a bit sort of what Rosie does at times. So uh, sometimes I think you need to look at the bigger picture rather than just being there to, to shoot and score and like like we just said to the first goal you didn't you expect a striker to put it in the back of the net himself but he was unselfish and the ball's done the back of the net so to me that's just as good as him finishing himself so um, you know obviously we want him to get get the goals but if, if, if all the players can step up and do it then why does it matter? It's an interesting situation there isn't it because you
3: look at him to come in and almost take that mantle off of Tyler Walker but to come in and contribute the way he did as you say some of his running some of his movement some of his vision for passes and trying to open the game up was superb
5: yeah yeah and that's like I say a different part of the game which uh, you know I mean Tyler does do that as well but we've got so so used to now Tyler being the one in the box and putting the 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 ball in you know whenever it falls loose he's always pouncing Uh, whereas Nicky played a slightly different game but it was still effective so that's what's important let's talk a little bit more about Joe, so obviously still got another game before Tyler Walker
3: comes back in how much of a, a a big opportunity is it for him this coming Saturday to try and get himself on that score sheet can? because if he does that then Tyler Walker perhaps will struggle to, even though he's the leading scorer and the one everyone looks at, he would perhaps struggle to get a straight starting berth as soon as that suspension's over on Tuesday night at Crawley.
6: Oh definitely and I think I don't think we've got. We should underestimate Port Vale, but with the position they're in, it's the sort of teams that we need to be sticking three, four, maybe even five past. And I think if we've got a team full of confidence and we can go out and play relatively similar to what we did last Saturday, I think we should have enough to get us get us the points, but also get a few goals and get some hopefully some goals for Jose. Uh, build his confidence a little bit more and we'll, we'll just see where the season goes from there really. Uh, Peter's
3: been in touch that and says, very good to see we can win games without Walker. Atkinson's second half performance was top notch and what a goal from Macker! Welcome back. Let's touch upon uh, Will Atkinson. Nathie's the Marmite of Manfield Town, isn't he? Divide's <laughs> opinion like nobody's business. I've always been in the, the team Atkinson in and I think
5: you sort of tend to Go on the same lines, yeah. I'm just waiting for Shelly to pop up now and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and have her say. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that'll happen at some point throughout the show, but um, yeah, I you know, I think um, I was surprised by the change at the, at the time. Um, you know, was it half time when he, when he came yeah, on? Half-time yeah, half yeah, time, so yeah, obviously for, for Gaffin Jones, who I thought did okay. Uh, so I was surprised to see him go up. I thought, you know, maybe is he injured? It just wasn't a, a change that, like I said, I expected, but. In hindsight, it made sense because obviously we wanted that more attacking threat and that's what he put at, at on to do. Uh, and it worked. So it was a, you know, a, a great judge, good judgment call by, by Flipcroft and Futch.
3: Get involved uh, on the live feed now if you're watching on the live feed. We've just published uh, a poll on there. After a positive display last weekend, would you start Will Atkinson at Port Vale uh, on Saturday? Two options, of course, yes or no.
6: What did you make of Atkinson's display on Saturday, Cal? I thought it was quite a strange... Substitution at half time. We we look comfortable. You'd expect us like right. We'll not sit back, but we don't need to be rushing forward. We don't need to be pushing as high. We can soak up a bit of pressure and then maybe hit them on the counter. And you think when they got back in, into the game and brought it back to two two, it's like you question. It's like mm, was that the, really the right decision? We've gone and thrown a two goal lead away, but then we needed that attacking threat to get back uh, back to bringing in three points and of so. course it
3: incorporated a change of shape as well because we started with the familiar three at the back where Sweeney played right side centre half and Malben played left side centre half with CJ at, at wing back and Jones at wing back, obviously wasn't working as much so Akin can come, comes on and plays uh, right back and Sweeney goes back to the natural left side that was probably one of only two negatives for me on Saturday a left-sided centre-half playing uh, right-side centre-half because to be fair as good as Sweeney is as, as, as he as much as he coped with it they were exploiting that
6: side definitely. in the first half definitely and I think I think they'll have seen that as a, a point that they needed to go for This scene, seen obviously that uh, Mike Preston's injured and think right they've not got cover for it they're playing the player out of position go for it and I think Sweeney did quite well to be honest coped with it obviously, it wasn't his strongest position so he did well to adapt his game but then obviously when we switched it around and it looked, they looked more comfortable at the back and I think it's unfortunate that they have conceded the two goals which probably hard done to but we are still one of the best defences in the league and you can see why because there were some great defensive work, some fantastic defensive tackles going in. Christian Pearce, Shepardy borja it, it was just a, a standard everyday job for the defence.
5: This is one of the things that's annoying me though with this, this whole formation situation. and I thought I, I was talking about it last week and I agree the three at the back is our strongest system that we play. It's what we've done you know, the whole season and it's worked however you need the right personnel for that and at the moment picking up the injuries and suspension I just don't feel that that is our strongest formation but he did change it and he changed it pretty early on as well didn't he and, and as soon as because um, it's, it's like a CJ situation again I probably sound like a bit of a broken record but he does a job there but put him in his, in his strongest position and you get better results and that's exactly what happened and I just think it's the same for other players as well I mean you just said there the defence dealt with it fantastically well they, they did well but it could be better, and um, I think you've got to you've got to change the system from the beginning. I think if you look at the, our recent form,
3: to be fair, I think we, I think two months ago we would have said we really do suit three four one two, which was the system at the time. And now I'm finding myself week upon week when we're talking about this, saying we far suit. 4-2-3-1 yeah. in, in the formation we're playing because we're getting, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting a lot more out of players like CJ, we've had a lot more out of Mellis in recent, we- recent weeks in that more advanced role we've had a lot more and we've actually seen uh, a player in Willem Tomlinson break through and really grab a hold in that side and it just seems to be doing the job for us and we look more comfortable within ourselves not only performance wise but body language wise when we revert to that foundation of four at the back whether it's 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1
6: well yeah and I think we've got good enough players and players that can adapt enough that we can play like Saturday we could play the the three across the back and then at half time just change one player and you can go to the four at the back. We've got that flexibility if we could change we could change it if we need to. We don't have to play one formation the entire game because we've only got them players to suit it. We've got players that can play many different positions like Sweeney playing left, right, centre, same with Mal playing left centre back, left wing back, uh, CJ playing left wing back, right wing back, striker, goalkeeper, midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I think goalkeeper's probably in a position he's not played this season so it, it is, it time. it's a credit to Flitcroft and Futch and, and Coops and whoever else and Daryl Taylor and everybody all the backroom staff, it's a credit to what they do during the week is to getting the players into physical shape but also mental shape to be able to adapt their game into what's suiting it Plenty more comments uh, coming in tonight.
3: Keep them coming in on the live feed if you're watching. If you're not, if you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? Every Thursday at 6.30. Except it'll be next Thursday and then there's going to be a few date changes for the next couple of weeks. More on that later. Uh, But as always, you are very welcome to get involved and have your say uh, on your team. Uh, Keep your comments coming in, as I say. Uh, Roger says, Tomlinson plays a great three ball for the first goal. I'm very pleased he's in the team indeed. Uh, Richard says, if goals are coming from other parts of the field as they did on Saturday does it really matter if a Jose scores against Port Vale Uh, his overall performance last week was a good one Uh, talking about the Atkinson situation Callum says yes I take Atkinson at Vale Jones looked pretty decent uh, but the way Atkinson came on and attacked their defence on Saturday just proves the skill he has remember of course he has had long term experience uh, in league one a solid league one side as well I think a lot of people tend to forget that Uh, Peter says Shelly's having a cuppa, or no doubt she'd be making a comment or spitting <laughs> out of tea. Uh, Simon says, "Evening, boys. Hope you're all well." The boys say hi. Uh, we were awful in the first half, but uh, determination and desire got us the win. What a goal by Maca! Good to see him back in the team. Uh, and Roger says all the midfielders have very good vision, and with the addition of Tomlinson, it's been dramatically improved. Uh, improved, in my uh, opinion. What do you make of Tomlinson's uh, addition, Nate? We've seen a little bit more of him now over the last couple of weeks. He's really starting to blossom, and I really do think he's earning that nickname
5: of Mini Bish yeah and to be fair it's it's fantastic to see you know we, he's certainly claimed his you know his place on the team and the starting lineup, and uh, it's exciting I don't want to get carried away I don't want to get too excited we have only seen a, a few performances so far um, but what well, we have seen of him it's been very promising and uh, you know still I, I can't remember how old he is but he's, he's, he's a young lad 20, isn't he 21 20, 21 yeah he's a week, so yeah. very young lad and I just think he could be such a big player for us not just now but for the future you know Bish is unfortunately not going to be around forever you know he's getting on now I wouldn't say that to his face I wouldn't know I, don't. <laughs> I think I, I, I sort of tweeted something over the other week and I thought I probably should delete it, like he would probably kill me but um, <laughs> but yeah so uh, obviously he's not going to be around forever but um, so if but having a player like that coming through like I say he's nicknamed the, the Mini Bish and uh, at the moment he's, he's, he's well earned that title because he's, he's he's such a his vision like I say that pass through for the first goal was, 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 was brilliant and he was doing that uh, the whole game and he's done it a lot, a lot of matches previously
6: Tomlinson like on. Tomlinson's just become a cross of Bish and Mellis at the minute he does the fantastic defensive work I'd rather thing. him be Bish than Mellis but. but it's a bit of both at the minute getting back defensive words some great tackle or a great tackle that was in the build up for the first goal. Uh and then obviously the pass through for the second goal. What was it? Or was the first goal? One of the two. First goals, yeah.
5: first. So the defence and the attack is all over the place. I think just having him there as well, it's it's allowing Menace to get further up the pitch where, you know, we we've seen earlier the season he was he looked a different player, he was brilliant and then he dropped off a little bit when these injuries started coming in, he had to play a bit of a deeper role. But now you're pushing him further back up and we're starting to see the better side of Menace again. And I just think you know, it's it's not just uh, putting him in there to accommodate for Melis. It's actually we've got a brilliant player further back, and it's it's making it better for Melis as well. Do you so. think maybe this is what we lacked last season? Because obviously we, we were
6: crying out for a, a, a commanding centre mid, and we've got that in Bish now, and we've also got that in Tomlinson. Do you think we are and finally and and is coming back as well? Do you think now we're in a it, just as a comparison to last season, we're a much stronger team as a whole, rather than just a strong defence and a strong attack. Are we stronger across the board? We're, I think we're stronger from
3: from the the very roots and core all the way all the way through. I think if you had to take if you looked at things now, if you'd have taken this team and this spirit at this stage last season with a new manager coming in, I think they'd have done it. I think they'd have achieved it because the attitude's right and the, the commitment is right. Whereas last season, well we all know How that ended, don't we? Keep your comments uh, coming in. Great to see so many of them coming in uh, so far tonight. Richard says, the team that started on Saturday could have easily have started the game in two or three different formations. The flexibility is surely a good thing and that flexibility, Nate, as well as as Richard says, I think that is another key element to our play because sometimes teams play even if you go all the way back to the conference days when we won the conference we played one way, one system there was never a plan B it almost feels like we've got a plan A right to plan Z.
5: Yeah, um, sort of agree. I, I mean, I think we've, at the moment, I, it sort of feels like we've only got... All right, maybe Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe go to C or D, you know, just to be, yeah. I don't know. I, the only thing that's it been bugging me, and it's because from the last few games, and I know obviously it was a fantastic, before, uh, fantastic result... Uh, but I think Simon said in his comment earlier is that for a large spell of first off, we wasn't great. And that's because the original system wasn't working. So obviously, we needed that plan B. But for a lot of games pre- previous to that, say so you go back to Knox County, Newport, um, Yeovil, it's been a, even some parts of the Crawley game as well, it wasn't working. It's like it's taken a long time to go into that plan B. So I just want us to start well. But you know, and, and rather than having to change it all the time, can we can we get off to a good start for a change, rather than thinking, oh, you know, here we go again, sort of thing. It's good we're reacting, but uh, I, I guess, like i said in his interview, it's not about you're not going to dominate teams for ninety five minutes, but we have been better throughout the season for for longer period of the game. It just makes you wonder, doesn't it,
3: if we'd have started in in the way we sort of ended the first half and then started the second half before they got back in the game. What a different game it, it could have been. It's
5: all about trying to create those openings and having that faith. I think that second half we did, to be honest. For the first sort of few weeks of the second half, we were dominating. And I thought, you know, it looks like we're going to go and get a few more. But it was that I don't want to pin it all on the referee, but that for me was a game changing moment. I mean, the, the player did, you know, amazingly well to take advantage of the situation and put it in the back of the net. But it was a change of momentum then, because when you're the away team and you get a goal back from one down. They're going to have so much belief in sorting, and that's exactly what happened. It wasn't necessarily anything we did wrong. It was more it lifted them, and they are a good team. You see what they did against against Barry. So you know, got a draw against them uh, after us. So they were a decent team, but it was that one decision changed the whole complexity of the game uh, another comment uh, coming
3: from Mark he says I thought Grant was poor uh, inaccurate easy to take the ball off and generally out of sorts on Saturday uh, when I mentioned earlier one of only two negatives that was the second it was clear to me that George Grant as a good of player he can be on his day really did miss Tyler Walker and having him almost on his shoulder and playing with him he looks
6: a very lonely player and yeah. very off it I think it's also the fact that Tyler likes to obviously take the ball in qu- at quite a bit of pace bring it in play it out and that, they get that link up play and I think it was uh, it was Colchester away where Walker's getting ball in up Grant line cuts it back in and Walker's there on it it's like they know wh- exactly what they need to do and whether it'll be a good thing when Tyler comes back into the squad or, or not it's I think it's that, that partnership that they've got between them and whether it's Grant's style of play doesn't quite suit to what we have to work with the Jose around and different style of play and I suppose it is difficult because you work on stuff on the training ground. Right? it's like well, Tyler's not even going to be on the map day squad so what do we do now?
3: Well, or, he would line up in when they do shape work. He'd line up for the opposition. But
5: yeah. I think I think with Grant, I think the most frustrating thing with him on on Saturday is that he was trying to overcomplicate things and he didn't need to, and that's what made him look like a really bad player. You know, he's trying these fancy flicks and things like that, and if he just did the simple things, it'd have been as equally as effective. And that that for me was the biggest issue on Saturday. I think.
3: To coin a quote or add a quote to the book of Dave, for simplicity is sometimes the most easiest and beautifulest thing in the game. Keep it simple and then things will follow. Sometimes when you try and do the flicks, the step overs, the flare, it's not, you've
5: got to remember what level you're at sometimes, haven't you? Mm. You know, it's a tough one. So, a lot of games, especially in the early days when he came into the, the, the team, there's. Things were coming off, but like I say when they're not coming off and you're having a bad game, that's when you need to go back to your basics and go to the, like you say, to the simplicities and 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 just slow it, calm it down a bit for yourself and, and ease his way back into the game. And that's probably what he needed to do. I mean, good thing is he still got that quality, which paid dividends for the for the corner, which uh, which had um, put in the net. Uh, so he did his, you know, at least he his ability came to help them but like I say for a lot of the games it was like we're carrying a, a, a you know an extra extra player which we don't want and um, you know I think it happened a bit when he was at County when they said when um, I've got his name now Ran, not Ryan What's his, you know the other Forest player when he went Ran- back yes. Ryan Yates Ran- yes, when he went back a lot of Forest, uh, County fans said you know Grant wasn't the same player so i was always the same thing you know where is he the type of player that just gets partnerships with single players like, like Walker so is that affecting him I guess we'll find out over the next few games. I will say it looked like you were linking up
6: with Tomlinson quite a bit in that game. Whether it was coming off or not, it it looked like they were thinking ahead. It looked like some of the stuff were off the training ground. So when it was in the build-up to Atkinson's goal, Tomlinson just flicking the ball straight up, just a looping ball over the defence. Grant Grant gets on the end of it and keeper makes a great save. It's things like that where it's like, you think... Maybe even oh, just a season ago, we would have been like forward-thinking enough to like, oh, I'll well, make a run there, get the ball over, make a run in. And now we're just thinking, honestly, we're creating chances where we probably would be like, oh, we'll just get it out wide and we'll cross it in, and see what happens.
3: I agree with what Roger says in a way. He says uh, still believe that Grant is a key player. Last Saturday was a one-off, uh, not a great game uh, for him. Again, I agree. Pl- you know, players do have sort of one-off, but I think another issue there is that with the way we started on Saturday, it was almost overloads in that area. We spoke about it uh, a couple of weeks back about being potentially top-heavy, but it just seemed couldn't get the space to to create really, could he?
5: No, no. You could even throw in there is a confidence thing as well. You know, we you know went to, to North County. he uh, got. Booted around, booed whenever he had the ball, things like that, and he, you know he had a poor game there, as did the rest of the, the, the team. So, you know, was that still playing on his mind? Is his confidence down a bit? And uh, sometimes when you're his sort of type of player, uh, and you know, we we he has an expectation to do sort of the the, the the spectacular sort of thing, doesn't he? Pick out the pass that we wouldn't normally even see from the stands. So. He's got that expectation there to do something special, but when his confidence isn't high, it's not going to come off, is it, as well? So that could even be a factor in it as well. So let's just hope that you know, we see the return of uh, you know, the, the, the informed grant that we know they can be.
3: A couple of minutes left on the Atkinson uh, debate. We're asking you on the live poll at the moment, um, after a positive display last weekend, would you start Will Atkinson at Port Vale? Nathan, we we'll ask you for your
5: vote. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd do. I'd sort of start with the way we we finished. Obviously, probably not Maca because probably not fully fit. But I'd go with a, um, you know, a Josie in there instead of Maca. But probably start with a team that we finished on Saturday. Cam, where's your vote lie? Uh, I'd I'd start with Atkinson.
6: Uh, I think Vale are a team on the low, uh, not really full of confidence. Dining 22nd is it so they battling relegation so it's either going to be a a game where we're going to dominate or they're going to give us a right good game so I think we we need that flexibility of the attack and the
3: defense 57% agree with you on that one that Atkinson should start on Saturday I think like you said Nathan I'd be very tempted to go with Uh, what finished the game Mm. on Saturday maybe with the exception of uh, Alex McDonald but depending on how fit he is it will be a tough game at Port Vale uh, on Saturday but we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on but um, let's touch upon Alex McDonald of course he scored the, the fourth goal he's been out for a long while but we've we said we haven't really missed him in some respects but in many others we have his flair his enthusiasm his character around the dressing room especially at the one course stadium has been sorely missed and you could see how much it meant to him when the ball hit the back of the net on uh, saturday
5: yeah and i think even in his you know, his post match interview <laughs> saying you know how, what it meant to him to have the fans sing his name and things like that it you know it was a uh, a special occasion, not just the fact that we has got the winning goal, uh, but it was the fact that it was him for what he's been through, and he, and he spoke about that. So it was a huge thing. And like I said, I mean, um, I think I said it myself a few years ago. Have we really missed a few years ago, a few weeks ago? Have we really missed him? I probably said not. But sometimes you might forget. I think maybe I forgot a little bit of what he does bring to the team and. Uh, we're starting to see that already in the small amount of uh, game time is getting at the moment.
3: Well get your thoughts in uh, at home if you're watching on the live feed what do you make of Alex McDonald? Glad to see him back, what did you make of his performance uh, on Saturday? Would you be tempted to start with him at Port Vale uh, on Saturday and do you think he would be like that uh, elusive new sign in uh, and give us that extra bit of energy as we head into the final uh, 11 or so games of the Bet League 2 season as we hunt for League 1. Without further ado though let's hear from the man who is full of passion full of joy and full of raw emotion after scoring that goal on Saturday let's hear from Mr Mansfield Town Alex McDonald
4: it's been hard it's uh, must be over six months really till I've I've really played in the first team and you know over the last couple of weeks it's been hard sitting there and watching and now i'm fit and my body's allowing me to play football again i need to to find that match sharpness and match fitness and i'm only going to get that on a saturday but i realise the task that i've got trying to get back into this team it's a team that's playing very very well at the top of the division and you know i'm i'm realistic enough to know that i'm not just going to walk back into this team and i've got a lot of hard miles yet but you know the goal was quite special to be honest it's been been a long hard slog being injured um it's when you're in the gym on your own, and you you don't realise this until you've been injured, and you and you've seen it yourself, and you've been involved in it, and I've players have always told me in the past about when you're injured how lonely it can be, and how much you don't feel a part of it, and I've experienced that, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, and I hope to God that you know I, I don't have to experience that again, and keep myself fit, and you know playing big games like that, and, and contribute towards the team because something I, I feel I can do, and the physios and DT and um, Lizzie and Beth and Tom. They've seen me at my worst. They've seen me, you know, when I'm coming in and I can't get fit and then to to then get out there and, and be involved again. And I know I played at, at North County, but to, to be involved in that today in front of our own supporters, who, by the way, are magnificent and have been since the, the day I walked into me and, you know, hearing them sing my name at the end after I scored, was, it was a special and proud moment for me. When you've got all your all your peers and, and all the players who you've watched for the last six months and they know and have and seen bits and pieces of how hard it's been for me personally being out and you know I'm a kind of character that needs to be involved in football I need I need to be involved in the dressing room and when that got taken away from me it hurt me you know so to be back involved in it and you know when we were celebrating it was uh, I had a lot of a lot of Individual players saying certain things to me, and you know, I did, I did well up in there. So I was trying to keep the boys around me for as for as long as I could. So it, it was nice, and it was nice to hear some of the lads say some things to me. And you know, it means the world for me to come out there and, and help get the team to get three points.
3: Alex McDonald speaking to I follow stakes after that four two win on Saturday at home to Cheltenham. Uh, get involved and get in touch with your thoughts on him coming back for the rest of the season John says he's a strong player that reads the game that read game that reads gameplay unlike me I can't read today he's a strong player that reads gameplay and he's like a bulldog when fits his introduction at the end can only boost his confidence especially after his injuries and he's had more minutes this week as well Cam obviously playing in the reserves I think he might have got full 90 uh, as well in that uh, in that game it's a vital vital part of the season to have a player like Alex McDonald come back and it'll only be the same effect Perhaps into a three weeks time when Danny Rose Touchwood uh, is uh, fit
6: and uh, ready to go again. Well, let's hope so. We've seen what Macker can bring to the team, obviously in the past, just picking passes out thirty, forty yards. And I know we like playing the nice, simple stuff, but sometimes when you need that, you've got that bit of pressure on you, and you've got a player upfield making a run. You just need someone like Macker to be able to pick out that pass and. We have, it's, it's something we have missed and I think if he can get back into the start 11 even if he just makes it onto the bench again which we presume on Saturday he'd probably be at least on the bench it is that um, little bit of energy you can bring off the bench if you do need a goal and uh, it, it just brings something different to the team that maybe someone else can't quite offer uh,
3: everyone seems to be agreeing with that as well in the comments uh, so far Roger says at present I would bring Maka on sometime second half if needed for Grant or Mellis only my opinion though uh, Mark says I'd be tempted not to start with Maka just yet his fitness would be an issue better to save him for uh, for the for changing the pace and tactics if needed uh, later on and if he I think the thing with McDonald's as well he's not going to be one of those players who's going to be absolutely hammering on the manager's door saying I want to start I want to start he's happy to be involved whether that's for one minute for ten minutes or whatever he's he's that sort of player who appreciates that it's going to be a tough test to get back into the side for a starting berth but will work hard no matter whether it's a minute a second
5: or an hour yeah I mean you said a few minutes ago he said that you know it's He's not expecting to just walk back into the team. You know, we, you know the the, mid, the players that are in there have been doing a good job. So, you know, he knows he's, he's level-headed enough to know that he's n- it's not going to happen. And he, and he said that he's willing to put put in the work. And he's got a lot more miles to do to to earn that. So, um, it's, you know, it's only a positive thing that he's. Like I said, the most important thing is probably the fact that he's, even if he's on the bench, he's still a, a good character to have in the squad. Uh, you know on, on the bus down there in in the match day for Wolves so having him a part of it is just as uh, important as it is having him on the pitch so um, I'm in agreement with, with the comments I, you know, maybe not starting but what a player and what an option he is to have on the bench uh, we talk uh, about Alex McDonald there let's move slightly
3: to the left or up front or in goal if Cam was the manager. Uh, CJ <laughs> Hamilton obviously scored a brace on Saturday. Two well taken finishes. Great to see him playing that sort of high and, and getting that uh, freedom. He's come out today and uh, he's, he's got a, a target in mind. Do you think he can reach
0: it?
6: <sighs> Plays like he did on Saturday. I, I think he could reach it well, before the end of March. You never know. Uh, we've got some games where he can definitely influence the game. Uh, fair enough, we've got some tough games coming up, but we've got some games where you think, oh, we could uh hopefully, Nick a few here, so I think uh, Saturday was another prime example of of uh, uh, the options that we have got, so obviously we'll missing Tyler, but we went out and proved that we don't we're not a one man team we can do it without him and with how the injuries have felt this season, you think c j has play here, there and everywhere, and obviously we're playing more left back uh a few weeks ago, and then we're sticking back up front, and you know he, he can find the back of the net again. So let's hope that CJ's got his confidence back. Let's hope he can just keep it going, and well sadly can't come any quicker. To be honest, how imperative
3: has his versatility been for us in in our season,
5: faith? Well, it has been important. I mean, I've I've not been a, a massive fan of seeing him at right wing back, and that's not because he he wasn't doing a good job there it's because I just think he was so much more dangerous forever up the pitch but you know if, if if he didn't go there then sort of you could look at it and say well who, who who would have gone there and it could have been you don't know it could have been a lot worse so um, obviously having those options where we can put him everywhere has been been a massive thing and I think that's that's testament to him because and, and the work that he's done with Flickcroft because obviously he's got to work at that he's still a young lad and there's you've got to really um When you're doing a different role, you've got to really sort of take into that and you've got to really focus on how to look at things differently, especially when you're in a defensive sort of type of role. Uh, So credit to him for taking all that on board and and doing a a job of it. Well, it's about high time that we heard from CJ Hamilton uh, on tonight's
3: show. Obviously, he's been speaking to iFollow earlier today. We know he uh, runs fast.
1: They talks fast too. CJ Hamilton there at full speed
2: <laughs> at, uh,
3: on speed Uh, now obviously I have sped that up for comic effect but his real interview his real time interview He's still just as quick.
2: Gives me massive lift. Obviously, obviously, going a couple of games without scoring is a bit like, oh, when's the next goal going to come? And then to get two was very good for me. The second one, I said if I if I got across a defender and like put it back across goal, it like it's got a good chance of going in. It's obviously the first time I've hit that many goals in a season, and and it's probably my career in professional level hitting that many goals, and it's a, it's a big achievement for me. Hopefully, I can go and get 15. That's my next target. This season, I've been working a lot more with the gaffer, unfortunately, on, on the training field and like finishing and product kind of things, and you can see it's kind of paying off. It's probably my best in prof- professional football, definitely. Obviously, it's my fourth season, third or fourth season now in, in my career, and obviously this is probably my best season overall. I think we're working a lot harder. Like we've done a lot. We all started in pre-season where we set, set a base and stuck with it, and we all followed what, what the manager thought was the best to do. And you can see us working. Just keep working hard. Like keep keep uh, putting our bodies on the line. Keep keep working hard to get them three points and like do everything we can. Every weekend's different. I could be wing back, could be up front, could be on the wing, could could be anywhere. But I'm happy to be in the team any, anyway, way possible, and obviously to help get them three points.
3: CJ Hamilton speaking to I Follow Stags early today. You want to watch that in full? Head over to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow. We can hear also hear uh, from Stags boss David Flitcroft in full as well. We'll hear from him in uh, just a minute. Well, um, the thing this week has has been a big topic. Has been talking about shaping our versatility. Why do you think that? David Flickcross put such a importance on being able to change that shape over uh, the coming weeks we get into that stage of the season now aren't we Nath where teams are fighting for everything whether it's promotion relegation, a contract for next season, there are no dead rubbers really to speak of and teams are almost going to lift the game twice as much when they see that we're going for that promotion spot
5: Yeah so that's where we you know, we said earlier Earlier on, that you need to have the plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, and and so on. And uh, having versatile versatility in the team is a is a massive bonus. And um, even more so when we hit points like where we are now, where we've got suspensions and uh, and injuries left, right, and centre. You know, without having that versatility in in a the system and two the players that are on there. Um, you know, we, we'd we'd struggle through this period, and uh, so it's only a bonus that obviously we've got the the management there who have got the vision to put these players in different areas and, and mix it around and to be able to trust the players like he's done with CJ playing so different players you've got to, you've got to really trust a player to do that sort of job uh, so to, to have that trust in your team and for the players to do it as well is, is massive The trust seems to be there as well doesn't it Cam
3: I mean if you look at the players that we are missing as well and how much of an impact they could make Mansfield would be such a, a dangerous word and team name for people looking at it you're missing the likes of Bobby Alejnik although Jordan Smith's doing a great job in his place Hayden White you've got Will Atkinson and Gethin Jones both doing uh, a relatively decent job there Dally Rose obviously Nicky Jose playing well you've got uh, CJ doing the business there and there's, there's others that you can mention in there too the the key players who are missing out Without sounding too harsh on, on them, they're not massively, massively amiss because other players have really taken on the challenge, and that's testament to the way Flickcroft and Futter have gone about setting
6: the squad up. Oh, definitely, you think, was it? It was 17 on Peter, wasn't it?
3: Yes, yeah. yeah.
6: Like I think it's just a credit that that was with the strongest team, and fair enough, I know we've had a couple of losses since then, but you could arguably say that some of the better results have come. After Christmas, you think maybe a uh, you think? Colchester game coming back from two down and turning the game around. Just everything's. I know we've had us losses, and everything seems to snowball. It's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna lose it again. We're gonna drop out at playoffs. We're gonna fail. It's gonna be the same as last season. But when we've had players, so you've had players missing. Other players have stepped it up and even though they might have been playing all right before, they've gone up that extra gear, giving it that extra 10%, 15 20%, and it's got us into a, an even better position now as what we were maybe a few weeks ago. If you look
5: through our full squad, you could probably say by the end of the season that you go down that list and you probably say every single player has played a part in this season. Every one of them, even you know, even going back to early in the season, where Jordan Graham and and Lewis Gibbons came on and they they did their part when they were called upon. Um, Conrad Logan played a part, and you, you just go through it and you think I, I can't think of anybody in in you know in our squad that hasn't really featured about this this season and and done a good job for us. It's like John says in the comments on the day, Mansfield Town is by far the best team
3: in Division Two, and squad-wise, you can't agree. You look through that, and as you say, Neath. They've got the attitude, they've got the players who have played the part and brought into it. Let's hear, though, what Stagg's boss David Flitcroft has to to say uh, about that. He's been talking to Staggs early today as he gave his opinions on the change in shape and the players who were in there to try and uh, do the business. Here's David Flitcroft.
1: You're making decisions all the time. Do we change the system? Have we got a go-to system which we've worked on? Yes. Personnel, all them things. You know, you, you're adding them up all the time. You, you're doing your, you're doing your equations. You're doing your numbers and, and making sure that you get the right balance. Every, I keep saying it. You know, not many teams ever go and dominate 95 minutes of football. It's just very difficult. It doesn't happen because you know, you might dominate one half of the game and then an astute or tactical substitution gives the other team an advantage. So. You know, you've got you've got to have periods in the games where you the players know what they've got to go to. We might have to change system. But uh, the players are aware of that. They know that they know where they've got to be, they know what they've got to do, and when we've flipped from a three five two uh to a four three three or a four two three one, it's the players that then take the message on board. You know, you, you do it on the training ground, but that wrestle sometimes becomes um, one where it a side of the pitch just opens up you know and that's what we've found when we have changed the system in game and um, you know we did it really successfully the boys committed to it and did it really successfully um, you know scoring four really good goals you know Mac has had a, had a a good a good week's training and then you know he's played on Tuesday got got more minutes in him Otis Kahn's got minutes in him Alistair Smith um, so Conrad Logan you know they played on on Tuesday their attitude was phenomenal you know the the, the senior players or the more experienced players so um, delighted with uh, with that and it, again it, it goes back to setting that environment where you've got our younger players and the more experienced players as one you know Working, working as one and, and that's something that's really important to me.
3: David Flickcroft speaking to I Follow Stags earlier today you can watch that interview in full if you head over to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, Mark says how many other teams uh, would be where we are now with the look we've had with injuries and suspension it just shows uh, the great characters of player um, of management and the players. Do you if you look at our attendances over the last couple of weeks I know we've had the offers on and things like that but as a whole obviously I'm discounting not because I think that's one game in itself but the numbers who are travelling away from home is increasing the numbers who are coming back week upon week for home games is increasing there's a buzz about the town people are talking more in a positive light about what we're doing how much is the work which Flitcroft and the players have done in terms of their attitude desire and commitment how much of a part of that played on people looking down at the calendar on a Saturday and thinking I'm not going shopping to shop today. I'm going to the one Call stadium
5: well it's got to have played a, a big part really it's, um, I think it's the fact that when fans come to you know, come to the one Call or, or travel away with us bar a few matches they see a, a committed performance but it's not only a committed performance we're, we're playing attractive football that supporters want to see but Throw into that the most important thing is that you're getting results. So obviously, the bottom line is uh, sometimes even if you don't play well, if if you get a result and uh, you know come away with three points or even a point against the, against against the circumstances, then fans are going to leave happy and they're going to want to come back. And one of the most refreshing things for me that I've seen over the last uh, uh, few weeks, especially over social media, is um, is stories of, of young fans who have come to the matches and we've put in a good performance we've won the game there's been a decent atmosphere at home and uh, there's been so many stories of fans saying they want to come back and they, they you know, they, they want to come back and watch Mansfield Town which is the whole point of doing the offer and that's what we want to see we want to see young people coming through and, and want to come to Mansfield Town and
3: you, you look don't you sorry can you look so at um, the the changing fortunes when your team's doing bad and going for a negative spell it drives people away but they stay away and they're hesitant to come to games you look at how we were when we were in the football league coming towards the back end of our football league time there and I know things weren't great off the pitch but it sort of filters its way down slowly and surely and Mansfield had this reputation of being a a club that were never really going to do much they were never going to pull up any trees and push them away and there was this darkness around them but that stuck for seven, eight years and it's really only probably last season this season where that attitude has started to change and if you can build upon that that's positive for the future but it hangs in the balance doesn't it it's imperative now that we keep at
6: it and keep these coming back it's the next generation of fans coming through oh definitely and I think what, what I was going to say was you think 10-15 years ago you've got fans coming in and obviously it's more your older fans it's like oh, Aslan's killed us club we don't like who he's brought in managers we don't like the players that the managers have brought in we don't like how the manager's playing the players, and that's stuck with us. And then obviously, Radford's come in, and it's like, we don't like the manager's style of play. We get promoted. Oh, we don't like hoofball. We don't like the manager's style of play. Steve Evans comes in. or we don't like Steve Evans. And it's just one after another of excuses. And it's like, we're not going to get anywhere if we're going to get people like that. And I'm, I'm going to honestly say, I don't care what people say, if you've got that sort of attitude still about the Stags don't bother coming on a Saturday because we don't need that attitude we need positive and I think it's great that we've got these offers for younger supporters that like they won't know the history of Mansfield they won't know the past what the, the horrible seasons we've had the the terrible football the hammerings on stupid away days on stupid nights in the conference and whatever else they're not going to know that so it's just like a clean, like a clean slate essentially, it's like playing good football, being a family friendly club a welcoming atmosphere and kids will remember that and they'll be like, oh I want to go back I want to go back, I want to watch Stags and same with Lincoln coming up fair enough, we've, it's on the telly so we'll get quite a lot watching on that but we have still selling quite a lot of tickets for that game and it, it's get started to Start to
5: snowball a bit we're, we're getting the positives out of the game as well I think another thing as well is I know we've talked about the younger generation coming through but even for the older gen- generation I mean if you, if you can't enjoy where we are as a football club now I don't think you're ever going to enjoy it I, I know I think where we are in the, in, the, in the you know in the in the table right now there's nerves you know obviously we don't want to pull this hard work to, to waste and, and drop out obviously we, I think there's naturally those nerves there because everyone just wants success and, and they're eager for it but you've also just got to sit back and enjoy it a little bit we're not going to win every game but I can't I you know unless I go all the way back to um, the early early 2000s I can't remember you know having such a successful time as a, as a Manchester Town supporter. We, like we said, playing the right things, we've got the right management in there, things are doing, do, ran the right way from the very top. It's a, it's a good time to be a Manchester Town supporter, so enjoy it while it's here. Have the attitudes of
3: Stags fans changed? Has David Flitcroft seen the attitude of Stags fans change? What has his thoughts been on the fans and the way that they interact with him as the stakes look set to take a good following over to Port Vale on Saturday. Let's find out.
1: I love working here. I think it's plain and simple as that. I think the ones I've met and, and personally met, very honest. Um, tell you when it's tell you when it's bad. Don't mind that. If it is bad, I'll be the first to admit that. I think for over a year now I've told people when it's not been right. Um, but when you get it right, and when you know you, you've got a vision of what the pitch looks like, and and when fans are going, do you know what, it is a little bit more than three points. You know, we're watching good football. Uh, there's a generation uh, of, of support here that that do come up to me quite a bit in the in the car park on the way to the training ground um, and speak about you know the football we're playing, and, and that pleases me. They've been brilliant. They've been absolutely brilliant. You know, from a difficult period last season, and and I could see it building in, in pre-season, but their belief systems, uh, they're optimistic, they come into games optimistic, Uh, I think certainly at home we score a lot of late goals so that that keeps that belief Uh, and we have scored late goals certainly all season now. There's a backing and you can feel it behind you, it's strong, do you know what I mean and uh, that's something that they do represent uh, us, as a football te- uh, us as a football team.
4: David
3: Flitcroft speaking to iFollow Stags early today. Want to watch that in full? MansfieldTown.net forward slash iFollow is the place to be. Some great content on there. Cam just made an interesting oh, right. comment there uh, whilst we were listening to, to the David Flitcroft interview. Can share? Do I have to? Yeah. I've oh, brought yes. it up now and I can't delete um, it. <laughs> I think I'm
6: deaf. <laughs> um, yeah, you think... Dave's done a relatively alright job you'd say obviously <laughs> when, uh, yeah, when, when, was, was when he came relatively in right. when he came in it was a massive task and you could probably say the pressure got to him and he couldn't really adapt to what he wanted to play so you got Flickcroft, Boo Brigade Flickcroft Art, whatever you want to call it, you got that from practically day one there's also the fact that his first game we threw away a lead against Lincoln so fans will remember that straight away and you think it's like it, it carried into this season as well and you can think anything up to well October November time when we were winning quite a bit but we were also drawing a lot and we were throwing games away and it's like what what's different now to back then what has Flipcroft changed is it just the way that he's played or have have fans realised oh we're not going to win every game we're not going to be doing this we're not going to do that we're not going to play perfectly all the time is it something that they've said or done or do you think maybe fans have have woken their ideas up as such and realised that we're not we're not Barcelona we're not going to win every game we play
3: I think it's a case of that
5: galvanised spirit has solidified
6: ding. as all hasn't it ding, ding,
5: ding. And, uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest i, I you can actually even look at it and say, well, if you look at their season in in two different halves, at the moment, the first half is um, astronomically better than our second half. I know we haven't completed the second half yet, but first half season, we'd lost one game, you know, which was Exeter. It was only, uh, was it Carlisle the next defeat after yeah, that? Yeah. So And that was, was that after Christmas? Well, Exeter yeah. was September. Yeah. And Carlisle was like second week of January. Yeah. yeah so we obviously went that whole first half season just losing one game. And like I said, there it was actually probably the, the early parts of that, um, of, of, you know, of, of those months where there was people shouting for his head, whereas actually in the second if you look at the second half I don't want to be negative because I, I'm not this is a negative point but we've lost a lot of games and one of them being against our local rivals so actually you probably wouldn't expect more people to be on his back but they're not because I think they've now had the time to see what sort of manager he is and what his beliefs are We've sort of getting to know him as a person as well as a manager and we're also we've seen results that what he's done with the team, with with these players. We're seeing a, a Mansfield Town team that, yes, like you just said, we're not going to win every game, we are going to lose games, but we're seeing them commit themselves in a, on a match day the way that we want to see teams players do, and that's playing for the badge.
3: And I think what we're seeing as well is we're not just seeing a manager, a coach who just picks the team and makes the substitutions and lives and dies by the result. We're seeing a man who's invested in developing the club from the bottom with you know he's done tireless work to get those severed links with the academy back to put our future in a much better position yes you could argue that the rulings in the football league of having to have a club nominated player has forced his hand a little bit but I would then argue back that if he was doing that it would just be the same player week in week out he's giving those players those younger players the opportunity last week for a a prime example brings Zayn Akeem out of absolutely nowhere puts him on the bench yes we had a bit of a striker shortage but he'd been doing enough in reserve and in those youth leagues to get the recognition and train with the first team Jason Law has had those opportunities he's highly thought of
6: and scored on Tuesday
3: and scored on Tuesday good goal as as well watch the highlights Um, other players you know Tom Field, who he mentions a lot, Alistair Smith who's developed rapidly, Lewis Gibbons who you know may well have an injury but he's still kept an eye on and develops well, there's so many names in there who perhaps wouldn't have got a look in even with this ruling in place if the previous management had been in there and I feel much more comfortable now going into the next season no matter what division we are in, in terms of developing our own players in terms of the long term goal, we're getting that Mansfield Town back from the core. We're not just getting players in who
6: are, make, you know, making the numbers up. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't even think you have to look specifically at the first team to notice the development of the young players. And I think you look, well, one hundred percent at the reserves, and you think last season reserves were literally first team players that were either injured, coming back from injury or needed game time. Barely ever uh, a youth player in there. And I think that's 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 the point of the old old management style. It wasn't they wanted tried and tested players. They didn't want some local lad that we picked up knocking around on the local park and and help develop them. And I think this season it, it helps that we have got that that transition between playing in the reserve, uh, playing in the youth team, playing in friendlies over pre-season, playing in youth leagues then playing in the reserve leagues and cups and then also getting your chances on the bench or even in the first team so we're bridging that gap because before obviously we'd got that gap between you'd got first team and youth team and there was no middle ground before and it's ever since the academy's been set up and ever since Dave's come in that that gap is just it's non-existent there is no gap
5: anymore for me, it, this might completely divide opinion. I don't know, but and then people might accuse me of being sort of lacking ambition a little bit. But this, this, this could we we could be a club that could be ran two different ways. by if you look at the the last management um, team we had in and the management team we've got in now, we could be a team that so last season that's buying players, offering out large wages, like you said, uh, tried and tested, and expected to go out there and you know we, we've put the promotion favourites etc and uh, you know we, we could have had say, if it safely stuck with us we might have gone up or whatever or we might be having another season of doing it again where we just buy players for the sake of it and like I say not invest in the in the youth team and play a certain style of football to try and get results we could be that team and maybe you know eventually get to the championship throw a lot of money at it and stuff like that and get success that way but to me I, I'd rather see Mansfield Town even if it meant saying we only got to League One instead of Championship as, a, as our high. but let's say we got to League One but I'd rather see a Mansfield Town team for me who gets youth team players coming into the team seeing that develop getting being in there with the community having a great set up there which we're doing with the Irish Academy etc having them things right there for the town for the local young people and youngsters and that coming through the team playing attractive football being committed on the pitch and, and not Throw ridiculous amounts of money away. I'd rather see us be a sustainable football club, competing at a high level of, of League One or Championship, and get there. Whatever, whatever league we're in, I'd rather just see us run the right, run the correct way and doing the right things, rather than necessarily just throw money at it and have these, you know big-headed players in there you know you know where I'm coming from that and people might say it's not ambitious for me because I'd rather like I'm saying I'd rather have league one than championship but I probably would if it was a club doing the right thing no
3: you've got to be realistic I mean you you've got to look at things and 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 say this ultimately success isn't brought you can't buy success you you physically cannot go out and do it you have to earn it and you have to earn it from the roots of the club and, and let it grow and and you know water that plant in the right way and, and look after it and treat it in the right way and go things the right way if you go to League One this season touch wood we, we get there and we sustain there for the next two or three seasons that in itself is success because we've built and we've become almost like South Ended and it's, um, when Will Atkinson was there he, there was a solid League One team they were never really in danger of going down they always built and they've maintained and it's just about them finding the next level after that you can't Go almost like on Football Manager promotion, promotion, promotion. All of a sudden, you're in the Championship. You still haven't. You've still got three and a half thousand fans coming in. It's not good enough for Championship money. And then all of a sudden, you're in the Conference North because you, you go bust. You have to plan. And like this season, it's about patience and development over a long period rather than over a
6: short period. Definitely. And. I don't want to throw him under a bus here. I'm going to use him as an example. Someone like Paul Anderson came in, was obviously quite clearly demanding quite a wage for dropping down to League Two. And do you think think maybe bringing such players as himself may be a mistake in one way? Yeah, great, it's to have the experience and quality players, but do you think that money could be used elsewhere? So it's like you could get, say, maybe three or four youth players in the first team playing regularly pay them a little bit more and build for the future instead of the here and now because the here and now essentially only matters now whereas the future is always going to matter because it's like uh, you've got to think like stockports and things like that spending money willy nilly money runs out
3: I remember watching stockport in the championship
6: and now they derby so I know they're on their way back up and starting to get the crowds back again but it's spending cash that essentially is not there and it's same with Darlington's another one goes out spends all this money gets a few all right seasons have a massive new ground, even can't fill it at higher levels lose the money drop out of existence and now the stadium's just well sitting and rotting away yeah so, you've got to think I'd rather be a a stable Mansfield team in say League 1 than going gung-ho risking everything maybe getting one or two good seasons and then ending up the next team that goes double relegation triple relegation
5: that's sort of my point that I was trying to make earlier like what is success and now I think when you're compare it with other supporters when you compare competing against other clubs I guess your success is where you are in the table or what sort of results you've got and what cups you've won and how far you've got in competition so you measure success in that way against them but for me personally for a, a club that I've loved since I was a, a child um, I measure success in what we're doing and how we run as a football club, are we sustainable Are we have we got the right youth set up, have we got players coming through can we Sustainable on can we grow crowds? Can we do things right for the community? And can we just be the football club that we want to be proud of? Whether you know, like I say, whether it's only League One, mid table, not getting not winning every game, not losing every game, but competing and seeing the right sort of players come through that's what. To me, I would say it's a successful football club. Do you well, I can you, tell you,
3: first time we've got an absolutely cracking football in the community department. I can tell you that first
5: time. <laughs> <hand. laughs>
6: no th- bias there. No it. bias. Do you think we could maybe use our uh, neighbours over the M1 as a prime example? They quite clearly had, hadn't planned for the future. They went gun ho spent all this money, nearly got to the championship, and then double relegation, possibly a third relegation managerial sacking after managerial sacking yeah
5: same with not County though that's what I mean that's where it's not planning ahead yeah it's not having patience is it that's not trying to develop what you're doing that's all the battle here and now and unfortunately they say it results as a a, football is a results game business and uh, in the Extended, I follow uh, interview with Flipcroft who's talked a bit about the situation at Rochdale. Being one of his friends who's obviously
3: gave him a uh, shot in
5: the Keith, though, yeah, yeah. So he obviously has lost lost his job, um, but he sort of said about it then. It, unfortunately, it's a results based business, but sometimes if you can stick with them through the hard times, which the rappers did towards the end of last season, you might, you'll might you start seeing results like this. And I think if you've got the right people in the management team, like Flickcroft and, and Fortune and the rest, then you've got to be patient because if you want results, you, you've got to stick by them through the hard times. And I, I'd rather see that. You mentioned results.
3: Obviously, I'm going to bring it back round to on the pitch. Two games coming up this week, busy period for the Stags. First of all, on paper, a game which... Mansfield would you <coughs> won the three points to them now but as always football is never played on paper Port Vale Saturday obviously a 1-0 win back in November thanks to CJ Hamilton they've got one point from their last five games new manager at the helm though although they haven't won uh, at home in their last five games they've got the worst home <coughs> record
6: uh, in the league that means absolutely diddly squat, though doesn't it oh definitely and I think I think Port Vale away last season is is a prime example. You can't say that we were driving down the A38, down A50, expecting to come back the other way after 10 o'clock that evening with three points and four goals in the bag. We were expecting a tough game, and we went out and absolutely hammered them. So, Danny Rose, what a goal that was! Oh, as definitely. Well. And Hayden White with the pass, mm-hmm. even beautiful. Better. And it isn't you can only read so much on paper and it, it all depends on attitude and it's a bit like the Knox County game it's like on paper you'd, you were expecting us to absolutely hammer county but it, it, on the day it came down to who wanted it more and it was them so player attitude's got to be a massive part of it fine attitude's got to be a massive part of it and w- we want to win I think it's one of the games that we've got to win just because of the position that they're in they're the sort of team that we do need to be beating and with a big support, nearly a thousand fans travelling, it should hopefully be a good afternoon but it it does depend on how the team decide to come out and play. And then
3: of course 8th on the Tuesday night, it's a trip to Crawley, 1-0 win back in January Tyler Walker on the score sheet in that one no win in their last five but they do have a good home record and it's always a difficult place to go uh, is Crawley, but Again, it's one of those games, isn't it, where at this stage of the season, at the very least, you need to be coming away with a point and a clean sheet.
5: Yeah, and I think you sort of, at the moment, I think you look at our last uh, few away games, I think we've lost our last, is it last three games? Last two away last games. games. Last two, obviously, yeah. Newport and kind, and not so long ago, there was uh, Carlisle in there as well. So, yeah, you know, we need to get our away record back on, uh, back on track a little bit and obviously start on Saturday. Um, exist they, they, massive games I mean probably more so Saturday than, than Tuesday night with Port Vale being in a relegation battle themselves um, so like I said we just need to be we need to be on it and I think Saturday we should be okay as in the fact that we're coming off of a win whereas Noscow is coming off of a defeat so let's hope we've got a bit of confidence installed in the squad and then obviously Tuesday night hopefully touch wood we're coming off the back end of a of a good result and we'll have the also added Benefiting in there that walkover return and so let's hope that's enough to take through do you think that
6: maybe the Crawley game will help the fact that we haven't got to travel far on the Saturday Yes, yeah, I was going to
3: say exactly the same thing now it, the Lincoln game's been moved that's given us some massive yeah, breathing yeah. space there
6: but that's the think we don't have to stay overnight to Port Vale because it's it's an easy drive to Port Vale you can do that easily in a the day they'll be back sun, uh, Saturday evening I going to say be back Sunday night yeah, <laughs> <wrong. laughs> sun, they'll be back Saturday evening way. Um back in their own beds, not in a hotel, not having to share rooms, they be back in their own comforts and they can do their old their old rituals and Neil Bishop can have his millionth ice bath of the season. In his new house. And it, yeah. <laughs> and and then and it, it a long one, so that'll be a, an early morning Monday. Travel down, maybe do a bit of light training. But then we've got that time to re energise, work with stuff on the training ground. And, and get things right and I don't I don't want to jinx us or anything but let's hope that we can get through this without a loss at all because I think we should have enough time for players to be fresh and ready
3: and I think this is where the the squad rotation that system and getting those players minutes is really going to be uh, key and uh, as Roger says without stating the obvious Port Vale will not be an easy game they're playing for survival hope stakes, win uh, as always Got dangerous players at Port Vale. It won't be an easy game. It'll perhaps be one of the uh, hardest games uh, so far this season. Thanks for all your comments uh, tonight on the live feed. That's just about it for tonight. I'm going to end on this comment from Mark, who says, It's one hell of a journey, isn't it? Whatever the outcome, let's turn up, sing up and enjoy. And that is the key thing for Saturday. There'll be a lot of staggies going down there. There'll be some who, similar to when we played Nuts County, will be expectant uh, that we'll win the game. There are no easy games at this time. of the season at all. We've got to get there, got to play our way and play the way we know we can to be successful. So when we're back here next Thursday at 6.30, uh, we'll hopefully be talking about having six points, touch wood uh, in the bag, fingers crossed that that does happen. Nathan asked earlier, what is success? Many people can have their arguments on that and many people can have their opinions on it. We talk about sustaining for the future, whether it's developing young players or splashing the cash on the big names. I think it's as simple as this. It's being able to go and follow your football team on a Saturday afternoon, on a Tuesday night, wherever, knowing that you have a football team to go and follow. The journey can sometimes be... A tough one, it can sometimes be a beautiful one, but no matter what, that's the one thing which unites us and that's the one thing uh, which we enjoy doing uh, every single week. It's World Book Day today and as I said at the very top of the show, hopefully next year there'll be youngsters in schools across Mansfield, Ashfield and Bolsover who dre- dress up as Dave from David Flitcroft's Galvanised. But the best thing in any book and the ultimate thing in any book in any season is this always leave them wanting more fingers crossed the Stags can do just that as they had for Port Vale and for Crawley we'll see you next Thursday at 6.30 on the show for the fans by the fans why? because that's what matters of course it does as always come on you Stags see you next week
1: All them things, you know, you're adding them up all the time. You're doing your equations, you're doing your numbers and and making sure that you get the right balance. I keep saying it, you know. Not many teams ever go and dominate 95 minutes of football. It just doesn't happen.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.